Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Let's jump back in. We got some horse racing on the go this weekend on Saturday. The Arkansas, or Arkansas, to people who can read well, Derby. There's two races. This was so popular for horses to get in. They had to expand it to two divisions of horses. So we'll break down each of the races. Last time we were on, we did the Florida Derby. Did we give out winners? No. But if you would bet on the book that I had bet on, because there were so many withdrawals from that race, uh, they turned the trifectas into the exactas. And if you had played those trifectas and they got bumped up, you actually won a bunch of money. It was the greatest thing in the world. I've never won money for like being wrong in my life, but here we are. So maybe we can uh, double down on some of that money and really juice up the accounts right now. Joining me, as they did last time, to break this all down from awesomeo.com, Ben Raza is on the line. Sweet haircut. Uh, yeah, non-existent haircut here. I don't know how you did it, uh, but no, I'm just going full mop here. Not a good situation, but I'm excited. We got the band back together for the Arkansas Derby. Yeah, the move is I used some of those winnings from the Florida Derby to buy clippers for myself and just just went full in the army now. I'm basically Polly Shore. So. Yeah, that's why, that's why I need a winner here, because I need to buy some clippers as soon as possible. <laughs> so we really got to get this right. <laughs> uh, I want to remind everyone out there to smash the like button for the episode. And in the comments section, just let me know who you think is going to win one of the two divisions of the Arkansas Derby. And don't be afraid to subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast and rate it five stars and say something you like about the show. That's how we do right now. That's the currency of the show. So if you can help us out, please do that. From sportsgrid.com, the king of the quarantine, Cam Stewart. What's up? Yeah, yeah, Pat, uh, here we go. That's what I'm saying. If you see me in the morning, buddy, like this is all full grease job. Like I have like the gel, I'm like slicking it down. And like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a call one day. I want to challenge Guy off with his mop top hair shop from plate like my thing is absolutely monstrous right now like i got the creams of like knocking it down and sweating even more pat but i'll tell you one thing yeah quarantine i went down to my chinese hairdresser eight dollar haircut she's still not open i'm willing to take a chance kind of like ben i'm getting sick and tired of this stuff but uh, maybe my girlfriend after a couple of vodkas will give it a, a, a chance tonight when she comes over that'll be fun when I first moved to Toronto, I went around, like, because I was living in the downtown core, and I went to all these places, like, oh, I need to get my haircut. And they were like, $60 per haircut, $80 per haircut. I was like, what is this? No thanks. Like, like where, where did I move to? So I went to Chinatown, and I got myself a $6 haircut. Uh, not doing that again. I never went back. It was not great. 
Oh, I go back all the time. Eight bucks. It's great. You bring, bring in there. Like I, I even go, go down. Like she does the neck and stuff like that too. And like, I, I got no problem with it. You know what I mean, Pat? It's my hair is not that tricky. So for $8, I, I think it's a good deal. Meanwhile, you're right. I, I go to 40, $40 place in the halal center there. And these guys, I, I, it's nice that I get a Moroccan soccer game, but I'm also getting a $40 haircut. These guys are scamming me on like pomades. No, thank you. I'd rather deal with the eight bucks and uh, take it from there. Well, like I mentioned at the outset of the show that the Arkansas Derby had so much action on it, they had to separate in two races. So the the gambling industry is really weird right now because a lot of the new places that have come onto the scene have not only registered for an online sports book, they're also online casinos. And online casinos are way up during COVID-19 where places like Vegas are getting absolutely hammered because they don't really have a digital presence. It's all like on the scene, actual sports. Betting. So what are you seeing right now in terms of like even horse racing, Cam? It's crazy, Pat. Like we, uh, when Gabe and I were doing our show, uh, Game Time Decisions, we were talking about handles. Tampa Bay Downs, way up. They're, they've almost doubled. Gulfstream is making it hand over fist. Like Gulfstream already had big pools. Now with this, and think about all the casual sports bettors that don't want to bet on, you know, uh, ping pong, or they don't want to bet on, uh, you know, what is it, Hungarian sports that are still open right now. Like, and let's call it out for what it is. The Korean baseball league's opening up. I couldn't tell you who the hell's who. Like these guys, oh yeah, I'm going to bet on this stuff just for for kicks. Sims are bigger, Pat. I did, uh, you know, I bet on my first Sim game, the Madden game, Carolina versus uh, Kansas City. There's no rhyme or reason to the Sims either. They're just kind of there. Very good graphics. I enjoyed it. And I'll tell you one thing. They make the coaches look svelte. Andy Reid lost about 170 pounds. I couldn't believe it. I was watching this thing going, wow. I don't know if he paid these guys off, but he looks great. But um, horse racing is the one thing. They're still running at Oaklawn in Arkansas. They're running at Gulfstream. Florida's open for business. Tampa Bay Downs. And Will Rogers, one of the smaller tracks, sometimes they're a standalone racetrack. And they've been killing it. Like some days they're the only game in town and their handles are huge. So I'll tell you one thing, a lot of casual bettors who don't want to bet on crazy stuff are are getting into horses right now. And we'll see if they stick around after uh, COVID-19 slows down. Yeah. What are you seeing with this, Ben? Because the only thing that I've really bet on and I waited as long as possible to do it, just I, I, I felt like. I don't need to gamble on things that I don't actually watch. That's not usually something for me. But I started watching the Outlaw Tour. I was like, don't really know a ton about it, but I'll do some research. I'll throw down a little bit of cash on it. So I've been betting on the Outlaw Tour. That's really it for me. Are you betting on the, like, I know over at Osimo, you guys are, like, crushing League of Legends DraftKings. Like, are you betting on it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, the projections over there have been fantastic. I know nothing about esports, not my forte, but, you know, if I think there's an edge, I'll do it. Uh, I bet the NFL draft pretty heavily. Other than that, though, I've been good. You know, Cam mentioned I'm not straying into, like, Belarusian soccer just yet and getting, like, too dangerous uh, with the Russian ping pong, but we'll see. A, a couple weeks, uh, looks like Bundesliga and maybe some other soccer will open up. I will probably get down on that. Yeah, so I don't know about Bundesliga soccer because I heard a report out of Germany. Yeah, they're tightening. Yeah, that they're going to tighten back up because a second wave was hitting, or at least not necessarily a second wave, but like the whatever whatever the regression was, it needs to be below one, but now it's back at one, which means it's even. I don't really quite understand it, but they say it's not good. They say not tremendous news, so therefore they might have to shut that back down. But MMA is going to come back in a big way, like starting next week. And Cam, it looks like golf is going to be back at Colonial, and 
I do think that a because it's outside that they can get a free pass on this, where yep. people are just so desperate for sports that they'll overlook what goes on if they can get those tests in place. And the outlaw tour has been going on; these mini tours have been going on, so at least there is some proof of concept that this can work. Excellent point. Like I, that was the thing that I've been talking to people. Um, golf's the one sport you know we don't have to really be near each other you can get a marshal who's not an older person as well uh, and i kind of like it without the fans pat how many times have we had guys on 18 we're sitting there and because they have a big gallery oh that ball was heading for the water no it didn't it hit the a person a hospitality cart and bounced right back into the fairway when i need when i need one shot when my guy's in second place right now i think it's interesting you could social distance from it's like i see you at the first tee hi buddy I'll, I'll see you at the 19th hole type of thing and i think golf is one of the sports that could do it. They were doing their due diligence and they were very patient, but yeah. And, and what you said, I bet my first women's golf tournament, it was like cactus tour, Haley Moore, the girl from Arizona. I won it like plus plus six fifty. I'm sitting there going, I, cause I remember watching her in some amateur NCAA tournaments on golf channel. And my first bet I won, I'm like, wow, I'm doing better on these mini tours than I am on the PGA tour more, please. Uh, I bet the cactus tour this week. And I think I took the person who's in last place. <laughs> <laughs> It ha- hey, Pat, you're throwing darts. I remember the last tournament was like Alex Chaka. And I'm like, who are these other guys? Like, am I betting on Alex Chaka at five to one? But no, it's been interesting. Like golf, I think, is the one sport where it could really work. And I know NASCAR is coming back. Uh, the South is open for business, basically. It's interesting, too. When you think about a pit crew, a guy's on a tire, another guy's on gas. Uh, they're already insulated in those suits in the car and and basically the southern united states is like ah, we're, we're moving forward man we're, we're doing this thing i really don't care so i think nascar is coming back golf's coming back so there is light at the end of the tunnel and you're right uh, some places the numbers have stabilized but we can't screw around and, and have parties on beaches or else we're going to be here forever and we're never going to have live sports with people in seats again yeah, ben do you think it's a coincidence that when you see the sports that are returning like right away so you have like mma you have golf, you have NASCAR, and it does look like football is going to try to push forward that these are basically the right-leaning sports. Oh, no, I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, I do think some of them, golf in particular, have just the way that the game is structured, have some advantages. But there's a lot of uh, you know PR intricacies within this of what happens if you don't get it you know, not, not completely right. What if a player does get sick? Uh, is the blowback going to be so immense that it's not worth it for some of these leagues? I think they have a little more wiggle room with their key demographics and they might want to push the envelope a little sooner. Yeah. I mean, MMA for sure. Like I was telling Paul, my conspiracy theory about UFC where they should book a fight that was never going to happen anyway and say that one of the fighters tested positive for COVID and they're just going to release, take him off. Like they're going to say that they have all these tests, but it's, you know, it's, it's the UFC. Maybe they'll just be like, no, we'll, we'll fake it. And then it'll make it seem like we're doing the testing and then we don't actually care. Yeah. You're right, Pat. Shag knows too. Like Dana White's not stopping. Like, it's like, we'll do it on a beach. We'll do it here. We'll do it here. Like, we don't care. Let's do four fights ahead. It's like, man, this guy will not be stopped. And when he was stopped, he was pretty angry about it. It's interesting that the one, the one uh, league, like the fighters, it's just like, dude, have you even talked to me yet? He's just throwing stuff out there. And uh, yeah, I don't think they really care. They just want to start making money again and uh, getting this thing going. Yeah, well, it's funny, too, because you might say, like, in if politics aside, maybe, like, the, it's individual sports that can come back easier because you can isolate those people. So you have NASCAR, golf, MMA. But then, like, why isn't tennis back, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah tennis again, is I, simple. I, like, yeah. Exactly. 
So you bring up good points, Patrick. It's uh, it's all about money. It's all about politics. And yeah, like Trump's talking to these guys, uh, you know, Roger Goodell and them. And I got to be honest with you, you know, and we'll, we'll, the NFL draft was a while ago. It was old news, but I can't believe that thing went off without a hitch. Like when we're dealing with Wi-Fi issues and stuff, hell, I got a green screen here, but it's formulated for other shows that I do. And I can't even, I, I like, you know, but then again, Pat, I'm my own IT department and you taught me a lot before I couldn't even turn on a computer. So there is progress, but it's amazing to me. And, and the numbers just spell it out. And it was shocking. You got Dave Gettleman on like a Tandy Texture Instruments computer that we used in grade three. And then you have guys in Silicon Valley with seven screens. It looks beautiful, you know. Uh, it, it, it's absolutely amazing to me when you're dealing with different Wi-Fi and stuff like that, that there wasn't more glitches. Well, I'm excited for the return of sports. I hope this all goes off without a hitch and we don't have to think about the worst case scenario because I want to watch golf again. And I'll even watch UFC. It's good for the content. And I respect Dana White's commitment to doing as many shows as possible because myself, <laughs> I don't like to be without content ever. So even if I'm going away for two weeks, you know that I'm going to have 10 shows in the bank that are going to come out every day that I'm gone. So I, I respect the commitment to contracts and the commitment to content because he wants to get paid. I get it. Let's get into the Arkansas Derby, though. Uh, race one, we're going to start with. And there has already been one withdrawal. So the six horse in race one was Shooter Shoot, but the horse came down with a fever and caught a virus, which will keep it out of the first division. So what we're looking at is Charlatan, who's the favorite, is in the post position, one minus 200 right now. My friend's beer, post two, 40 to one. Mo Mosa, 100 to one. Governor Morris, the governor, he's back, four to one. Jungle Runner, 100 to one. Wrecking Crew, so there's no six hole. The seven spot is Wrecking Crew, 33 to one. And now Dale, which is, uh, if people don't know, French for gold, uh, is 12 to one. <laughs> Winning Impression, 40 to one. Crypto Cash, 50 to one. And Basin in the 11 spot is six and a half to one. Ben, who are the horses that you're familiar with from here outside of Charlatan and the governor? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Charlatan is in a class of himself. I'm just going to call this horse gold because I'm not speaking French on this show. He's the horse 12 to 1. Uh, seen a little of him. Really interesting. Had three really good races. Then he ran god-awful when they put blinkers on him. Yep. Uh, they're taking blinkers back off, and that is something that I'm pretty interested right off the bat. Uh, he's running plenty of stakes races, ran second in two of them. But the last race I'm throwing out where he ran ninth, I think that may muddy the waters for, for what people are looking at. So that, that horse is coming in at 12 to 1 right now. It's gold ring, by the way, if people are wondering what the gold English ring. translation is. Cam, what do you make of these guys? I think Ben brings up a lot of good points. You know, horses are fickle, kind of like my green screen. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> they don't like the blinker, blinkers and sometimes they don't. And it was a throwaway race. Uh, ben will tell you, though, and he's right, Charlatan, this horse almost has to fall down to lose. I know you look at the one position and it's very difficult, but this horse is just, it's unstoppable. He's in a class of its own. Uh, and I always look for underdogs and, you know, try to put the exotics. You have to pick other horses, but you can't throw this horse out. You might want to throw a Governor Morris, though, because I think uh, a gold ring, Arnold Dor, is a very dangerous horse. I agree exactly with what Ben is saying. And another horse that I like is, what is it, Winning, winning Impression is another horse I think I'm going to throw in some uh, exotics and wrecking crew. I'm taking, a, I'm taking a lot of different chances, Pat. And we were right last time, even though we didn't win money, that 80 to one horse came in the last time Ben and I were on the show. And that's what you have to do. You basically have to have charlatan with a bunch of others. It's not going to blow up the tote board, but think about this. If you do have the money to box and for some 
crazy reason charlatan has just a horrible trip and finishes you know second third and you have one of these horses you are going to blow up the tote board as we talk about before because you have a horse at minus 200 in this field that tells you how good charlatan is well the last time we did this and this is what i was bringing up off the top is that we played that trifecta that had the winning horse in it that was the only part of the winning horse that i had uh, yep. so i had it boxed to three boxed to four boxed to three but they got rid of the third lag of it on the site that i'm on they've now changed the rules because it says a non-runner equals a no bet you're just going to get your money back but what they did there was just get rid of the place three of the trifecta so i hit the one and i had that 80 to one horse who you brought up as the two hole. so i ended up getting paid like nine to one on it it was fantastic yeah, you got paid. I didn't get paid for that. I should, I should just, I should just text you and figure out what you're doing and do the same thing. You have a knack for finding the money, but this race is going to be really interesting. And uh, I'm really glad they broke it up in two, too. It's going to be awesome. You know, 22 horses, even if some scratches, you don't want to have like those Kentucky derbies with 16, 17 horses running. Bad things are going to happen out of the gate. You know, horses get caught up, they get cut off. Uh, you know, sometimes they bust out of the wire. The jockey might flip off. It's just too much danger. When you're dealing with, I think, you know, like 15, 16 race, uh, horses in a race, and we're talking like probably even after scratches, 18 or 19. So I think this is great in uh, the two races. And Charlatan, Pat, I want to be different, but I can't. This horse is just too damn good right now. But uh, the gold ring, winning impression. And so what did I have right now in my numbers? I basically have four horses that I'm going to be putting into stuff. Race one, one, seven, eight and nine try, trying with a couple flyers and i'll be doing some different things with those numbers i'm actually going to throw the govna oh you're going to throw in the four horse as well yeah i am i'm going right. to try some different th different things with this race because i i really believe charlatan wins but I, i'm telling you this gold ring horse that uh, ben brought up he he i think he's going to finish second in this race so yeah, you could do an exact event. You can go one eight if you wanted to, or you could even potentially do what you had talked about last time and do the wheel here. Do you think, and by the wheel you were talking about is like take the one horse, then take the rest of them behind him if you end up fading the uh, the winner. Do you think you can fade Charlatan in this spot? No, so there's the one, if, if you want to look for the, I guess a red flag is he's he's beaten nobody. Uh, he's been basically walking to the finish line because he's been so far ahead. He has not been tested at all. But the other problem, not that I thought it was going to be an issue, he goes right to the front. The other horse that goes right to the front is Shooter Shoot. He scratched. So there's nobody that's going to go with him. Uh, he's just going to go wire to wire. It's almost impossible if no one sets the pace with him. He can control the tempo. Uh, the closers will be dead. I honestly can't see him losing. I know this is a step up in competition, but this is Baffert's best horse. I know he has the favorite in the other side, but... I this horse is a monster. Um, so uh, pending he gets out of the gate, fine. And I think he will. It should be a pretty easy trip for Charlatan. Yeah, do you have any worries about him running from post position one? I mean, it's not, a, it's not ideal, but you know, he wants to go to the front anyway. So if he can get out of the gate, he'll save ground across the turn anyway. So that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't. And I think with the lack of speed in this race, I wonder if someone, there's a horse, the 11 horse basin, um, who I honestly didn't think would want to go to the front, but I'm interested to see if someone will press Charlatan and say, you know what, our only chance is to create a speed duel because if we let him go free, we have absolutely no shot. Yeah, Basin coming at six and a half to one, that could be like the guinea pig horse who wears itself out and then maybe sacrifice. We can, yeah, and then maybe we can get like, even if we do an exact of like one eight potentially, or even try to box one and eight together and then go 
you know, seven, eight, nine as the two position or one, seven, eight, nine, and try to play it that way. I think that could be an interesting strategy. I'd be curious to see what it pays right now. The site that I'm using don't have those bets open because we're too far away. Again, this starts Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern time if you're looking to get into it. But I think that's the route that I might go. Are they, Cam, are they breaking this up into two races because there's too many horses to run or they just want double the handle? <laughs> yeah money talks pat bs walks i think i think you said it uh they are probably breaking up because of the handle but it's also you can't have that many um i, I think it's a combination of both more more so money i think i think you're absolutely right they would have a big one but i think the two races uh, to- totally make sense and i will say this uh, to ben's point too about charlatan he hasn't beaten anybody but in the other race even though nadal is three for three i think this one is where you know, we could see a number. We could see a, a horse, a eight to one, double digit. Uh, there, there's no guarantees there. I'm not going to bet bet chalk in both races, Pat. That's the thing. So I have some interesting picks in in the other one too, where I'm going to take Charlatan because you know this horse is basically yeah. Ben said it like it's unstoppable. The, the speed in comparison to the other horse is unreal. You don't want to have a one hole, but I don't think it's going to matter either. But in the second race, I do think we could have a price come in. Well, the eight horse in the second race, fast enough, was scratched after re-aggravating a shin injury. So right now, it looks like Finnick the Fierce, 33 to 1 from post position one. Sarah Togan, 150 to 1 from two. Storm the Court, 16 to 1. King Guillermo, three and a half to one. Nadal the favorite at plus one ten. Code Runner, 100 to 1. Silver Prospector. Uh, is eight to one out of the seven. The nine horse Tation is thirty-three to one. Farmington Road out of the ten is eleven to one, and Wells Bayou out of the eleven hole is five and a half to one. So, Cam, you you have some thoughts on who could come out of the back end here? I do. I really like the ten horse. I think that that horse has a chance to do some serious damage in this race. If you take a look at at the races, I think this thing might set up. Remember, nine furlongs too. This is interesting with Charlatan Pat in a nine furlong race. He could just go wire to wire, but. The other thing is, if there's a speed duel, lots of things can happen when this race is that long, right? You have things happening, and over time, you want to have a stone-cold closer come in, you know, from from three off the pace and make a big, big move, um, you know, at the quarter pole, and I think that could happen. I also, King Guillermo, I think, could win the race, so he will be a part of my uh, part picks as well. I'm not sure if Nadal's going to win this race. Uh, I, I, In comparison, if I look at the two favorites, I think Charlottetown is a much bigger favorite in, in, the, in race one in comparison to two. But the 10 horse, to me, buddy, I'm all about it. That was a winning impression. I think he's going to be there. I think he can win the race. And I'm taking a, another uh, couple uh, chances here. What a, farming, what a guy like King Guillermo, Farmington Road, and Silver Prospector are all horses I'm going to be putting in my Exactus tries and exotics. That's going to do a do 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 a wheel pat. And I'm telling you, I think there's a lot of interesting horses. This is where you could fade the favorite and make some money. Uh, do you agree with that, Ben? The fading Rafael Nadal as the favorite is the move. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So my man, Cam. Uh, so here we go. Nadal. He was tested. He had a brutal speed duel in the last one at Oaklawn, and he did win the race. So credit to yep. him. The big problem here is Wells Bayou, who won the Louisiana Derby, also has to go to the front. So you have two horses that are both really good horses that are saying we're going to the front. Farmington Road is not going to the front. He's coming from way back. Uh, He needs the pace to collapse. And with Wells Bayou and Nadal both going right to the front, I think it sets up pretty poorly for both of them. King Guillermo's the horse I honestly don't know what to make of him. Won the Tampa Bay Derby. He was 50 to one um, 
Now, obviously, after that, he's been bet down a ton in this race after that big performance with Sole Volante, the horse he beat. And I'll give you one more bomb. Uh, the one horse, Finnick the Fierce. He has one eye, first of all. So you can't, can never uh, throw out a horse that only has one eye. But this is the horse he beat, Tis the Law, uh, who we talked about, of course, in the Florida Derby. He's another one, should be closing, going to be huge odds. But I do think there is a chance that Nadal and Wells Bayou completely implode on each yeah. other, and then the race is wide open. What do you think of Silver Prospector? Yeah, he's the other one that's – he's an interesting horse. I, I, I'm a huge Steve Asmussen guy who trains him. Uh, he had an awful trip in the Rebel, um, which was the last big stakes race for him. I didn't love it there. But the other question I have with him, nine furlongs, I think that probably helps him more than it hurts him. Uh, needs the pace again. I think Wells Bayou and Nadal have to both go for the lead, and that's a great thing for the rest of these horses. So if we were trying to play either an exact or try to play a trifecta and box this out, like you would say that maybe the move would be scratch out Nadal, scratch out Wells Bayou. If they run away with it, you lose. If not, you can get some big value on some of these other horses at longer odds. Yes. Yes, I think that is the way. To, that, that's the way to attack it, Pat. In a nine furlong race, is these horses could horses could run out of gas, and then that hey, we're open for business. This this will be boxcars, bombs. If these guys, if this, if these horses don't finish like top four, both of them, it's going to be absolutely insane. I don't even know what the numbers are going to be for the superspecta. I'll, I'll let along the the odds for an exact or a try, but I, I think it's time we have to chance and take a chance with some of these other horses. I, I'll tell you, man. Uh, it, it, things can happen nine furlongs there's a lot of things that can happen um you have to really time, time time your move but these horses that like the front it's very very hard for them to maintain a pace like that for the whole race six furlongs sure but this is nine this is different and this is when these horses come down the stretch they might be gassed and you watch these other horses that just plot along take over there so farmington road to, to ben's point as i talked about i think there's a lot of pluses for this horse uh, in this race. And I'm going to bet him across the board to win as well. Yeah. I mean, at 11 to one, I might just throw some cash on that and then try to hit some of my exotics. Ben, what do you think the best way, to, like if there's a, if there is a way to approach the second race versus the first race, like fading the favorites in the second race seems to be the proper idea here. If you're going to make that stand, right? Definitely. I mean, this, this race, and it's, it's a product of the thing. If Wells Bayou was in the first race, not that I wouldn't like charlatan, but it would be a lot, a lot different because when you have two horses that are both objectively trying to set the pace, uh, they can make the fractions impossibly fast for them. And that's a disaster. Uh, obviously, both horses are going to try to limit the damage, but I, I don't think they can do that at nine furlongs. Uh, if you look at Nadal's last race against Accession, he, he was not saying he was beat, but he was getting closed on. Uh, if that race was nine furlongs, he would have lost. No doubt in my mind. Now, Will he plan it a little better? Maybe. But at almost even money, I'm totally in line with Cam. This is where you can make the money if you get it right. Not saying it happens. But when you're talking about monster exotics, uh, it is certainly worth a splash. How long is nine furlongs? <laughs> I think it's a mile and an eighth. A mile and an eighth. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a mile and an eighth. That's long. See, Pat, like, you know, when you're watching those speed races at Gulfstream, when they're just coming out of the gate, boom. Like, if you don't get a good start, you're dead. Like I'm sitting there, sometimes I'm watching my race going great. My horse just kicked out of the gate. He's last. There's not enough time to make up. This is another interesting thing about nine furlongs. If you come out of the gate, don't have problems, 
you can kind of plot your way around. Like there's a lot, you know what I mean? And good jockeys, veteran jockeys, they know they know the way to play this thing. I think a lot more things can happen for the underdog in these races as we watch the favorites kind of fade. So I like the nine furlongs. It's a nice long race and weird things are going to happen. I think this is where we can see more bombs, more things come in because uh, I'll tell you, Nadal, great point by Ben. I'm not sure if this is the distance for him. He's still a wicked horse, but at that price, I will not be playing. I will not be playing him. I'll be looking to go in different directions and trying to make some money. Ben, how long is the Kentucky Derby in terms of furlongs? I don't know. Is um, it? The, I think it's it, a mile and a sixteenth. Uh, the Belmont is the longest. That I know. That's a yeah. unique race, though. What the Belmont? Yeah. The stretch never ends. Yeah. I was there. Like people don't understand, Pat. Like when you go to the Belmont, I'm sitting there with a beer. I, 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 they courts come. Come on, your horse has the lead. It's stretch like. This race is never ending. This race is never ending. Like they just keep on running and running and running. Yeah, the Belmont. That's wild. You need a stone cold closer, like a speed horse there. Uh, yeah, the, the, that's one of my things, Pat. I, I haven't been to the Kentucky Derby, but I've been to one race out of the Triple Crown. But bucket list stuff. I got to get to the other two. Yeah, you Derby s- ten furlongs for the record. Ten that's, furlongs at the Derby. Okay, so are there any? That's long. Are there any horses in this race, Cam, that we're going to see at the Kentucky Derby? <sighs> that's I don't even know what the what do you think Ben what are they doing with the Kentucky Derby right now being pushed back there's a lot of different things that they have to do yeah we probably will Pat I don't know exactly how it's going to go down though and the thing about the Kentucky Derby was the one thing that betters did was you'd go to like your sports book and take like a 200 to one and then you go wow he's starting to do really well in these other races and knock it down to 50 with the race being pushed back I don't even know really what to do with the Kentucky Derby right now I don't, I'm gonna have to talk to Blessing um, you know, my boy, Brian Blessing, he bets, he does a horse racing show. He kind of taught me about horse racing when I got interested in it, but I don't know, Pat, like, to be honest with you, I, out of these horses, I'd even looked at the Kentucky Derby right now. Yeah. Ben, yeah, like I, mean, I would, I would assume like Charlatan, if, if it wins this uh, race, it's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, these, yes. these are points races. So the, the way it is, the prep races, you get points, uh, for the Derby, but never have you had the Saratoga meet looming before the Derby. That's not yes. a thing. Saratoga opens in July the Derby's done by then you're going to have horses shipping up there. Hopefully I will be there. Um, that may what about play. Saratoga though, Ben, New York, New York and California aren't screwing around. That's the one thing, right? The governor's like phase three, phase four. So you look, Santa Anita's closed down, right? And oh, yeah. all these other tracks in California, that's why they're running. They're running in Florida with Tampa Bay and Gulfstream and they're running in Arkansas. So, so that's, <laughs> that's huge. Knows? Um, I'm interested to see there are, there is a horse, I bring him up every time I'm on the show, Maxfield, who I think is just waiting because he knows he has more time. I think he would have been in this race if he needed to be, but some of these horses, yes. If the Derby does run, the winner, I'd say, of both of these divisions will be yeah. there, no doubt about it. Uh, but Probably it's, the second-place horses and third, maybe, absolutely. too. Yeah, very unique, though. We've never seen something like this. It's funny that that this is how they're choosing to approach it, where something like golf, like the Masters field is closed. Like it, the Masters played on its real rules, despite the fact that it's being pushed back six months. Like you, even if you win the U.S. Open this year, you don't qualify for the Masters this year. You qualify for the Masters the year after. It, it's just really strange how the different sports have gone about it. Yeah, I mean, they're this is why there's so much interest in the Arkansas Derby because the Wood yeah. Memorial and a lot of other prep races there's nowhere else to get points. So everyone is shipping their horse saying, well, we got to make a showing here because if we want in the Derby, you, you can't just go in the Derby. You, you, there is a process. So uh, yeah, it's hilarious too, guys. 
when you're watching Oaklawn, like I'm watching the other tracks. I watch horse racing every day, like social distancing with these guys. It's not even part of the, like I'm seeing buddy in the paddock. Hey, how you doing? Like there's a guy right next to each other. They're walking the ring. There's tons of people. It's just, it's so funny down South. They're just kind of like, meh, whatever. Like, and I remember when they were threatening Gulfstream, they're like, you got to close down Gulfstream as like, yeah, you, you shut us down. We'll sue you. Good luck. Like they're not screwing around down south. And uh, as we talked about earlier, man, these horse racing tracks, because of COVID-19, they're actually making money. The ones that are are, are on now, they're the only game in town, Mayo. Uh, ben, what's up after the Arkansas Derby? Like what's the next big race? Yeah, that's that's where, again, that's why there's so much interest. I'm honestly not sure what happens between now and Saratoga, like Belmont you know, technically would be, but like, it's bad. You know, I'm pretty close to Belmont. I don't think that's feasible. So I, I don't know exactly what happens in terms of the hiatus of Santa Anita and these other tracks up in the air. Cam, before I let you get out of here, I know you have to roll. Do you you have any fun quarantine stories for us? (laughs) No, not really, Pat. I, I, you know, I just uh, do some shopping uh, for my parents and stuff. Uh, I gotta be honest with you, you very unimpressed with these liquor services. Like, um, you know, when I'm sitting there doing shows and you promised me two hour delivery and then it says two hours the next day, like that's the thing, like Pat, if there's some in- kids with initiative right there, like find a way to get these things. I don't care if you, if you had a troop of people with like liquor and c- cigarette uh, services, you could make a killing right now. Like I go to the beer guy, I go to these other guys, they suck. So I'm sitting there drunk after like my shows and I'm not going to go out in my car. I can't do anything. I call these guys and they can't get me to, to the next day. That is a problem. No, no real like, quarantine stories, Pat. I've been living like this for the past two and a half, three years. Since Ferenczi moved to New York, um, I've had a home studio anyway. The only thing that's different for me is waiting in lines to get booze and food and shopping for my parents. Other than that, COVID-19 has not changed my life in any way other than I'm just betting more horses and less hockey and other sports, basketball, college sports, and stuff like that. It's basically been the same, buddy. Pretty boring. You need you need to phone the taxis. That's that was the move that we used to use when we were in high school. We'd phone ah. the we'd phone the taxi company to go get us liquor, and then they would come and they're like, "Oh, you're you're not of age," and they're like, "Well, do you want the money or not?" They're like, "We'll we'll yeah. take the money." Smooth. That's a good move there, Mayo. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Just pay pay the handle. Yeah, get, get the cab guy. I don't know how many people they're dealing with there during the day. I guess I just put on my hazmat suit and hope for the best. Yeah, Ben. Ben, have you have you left the house at all? A little, uh, nothing's really open here. So there's not much to do. Even if you wanted to leave, like you have to wear a mask in New York uh, and there's nothing to do. So not really. Um, I just hope, I mean, I spend my summers in Saratoga. I, I am not a happy camper if they shut down that meet. That's really where my concerns are in the sports world, but we'll see what happens between now and then. All right, that'll do it. Pat Mayo Experience, Arkansas Derby. Ben, tell everyone what you got going on over at awesomeo.com. Yeah, certainly we'll have uh, a write-up on this Arkansas Derby, breaking everything down. We have our Sims uh, in the NFL and the NBA doing that. And then, as you mentioned earlier, even though I, I, I'm certainly not the responsible for this, League of Legends is huge. Esports is gigantic right now with the contests over at DraftKings. We have projections. We have ownership. We have all the things you need. So we'd love to have you stop by uh, right before everything heats back up. You can follow Ben on Twitter at JazzRazDFS. You can follow Cam at CamStewartLive. Cam, you and Marenzi are just cranking out shows right now? Yeah, we're pulling a mayo. Yeah, we're doing a lot of different shows, Pat. And uh, the bosses, we've been on calls all week. It looks like we're going to go live uh, a lot sooner than later because, you know, we're all in our home studios. So we're on Sports Grid. Check out the videos with me and Game Game Time Decision. Scotty Farrell, who used to work for Howard Stern, is now a uh, part of the team. So we got a lot of things going on, Pat. And I appreciate it, buddy. And 
yeah, Ben, if you could send me some uh, Sims winners or some hot tips, I like <laughs> it. I, I've, I've literally bet one Sims game and I covered the spread with Carolina plus seven against Kansas City. But I don't have time in the day for League of Legends and all this other stuff. I wish I could play, but when would I ever have sex or do other things, Pat? Like we, we do a lot of shows, so I got to draw the line somewhere, but it'd be nice to be good at video games. Uh, I do want to send my apologies to Gabe. I saw the Sports Grid uh, YouTube channel went down for like a week a while ago, and it was because of something that I had done like six years ago. Yeah, that's what you do, Pat. I know they're like, our boss calls it Mayo did. I was like, it's not your fault, Mayo. But anyway, who, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, six years ago, and, and now they come knocking on the door. Unreal. Yeah, yeah I, I was playing by the rules of back then, just not the rules of right now. They can't retroactively. Like, the, the, the statute of limitation should have passed on that. But we all went through it, too. Like, I remember, Ben, you guys got shut down. Yeah. I remember the DraftKings channel got shut down. That was like a year and a half ago. It seems like they're systematically wheeling through anyone who talks about sports gambling content. <laughs> anyway here we are i'm pat mayo you can follow me at the pme twitter facebook instagram also subscribe to the pat mayo experience while you're there rate it five stars DraftKings handle something you like about the show boom that would be very very good also smash the like for the episode and tell me who you think is going to win one of these races at the arkansas derby that would help out the show a lot as well thank you all for watching i'll be back tomorrow pat mayo i'll see you next time pat mayo experience Experience!